Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. Christmas is getting closer and closer, and life seems to be getting busier and busier with Christmas parties, carols, nativity plays, and of course, shopping. Last minute food shopping, last minute Christmas present shopping. And within all the busyness, it's so easy to forget about Jesus, the very reason for the season. Yet over 2,000 years ago, there was a scandalous birth. A baby boy was born out of wedlock to a poor working class family from up north in Nazareth. Well, he ended up doing quite well for himself. Later in life, he became a rabbi. Not bad for someone from Nazareth and whose father, or should we say stepfather, was a carpenter. And God was clearly with him. He had a very powerful teaching ministry and a very powerful healing ministry. And he also had an extremely powerful prophetic ministry as he stood up against the religious and the political rulers and authorities of his day. He stood with the poor and the oppressed. And so the rulers and authorities crucified him. But three days later, he rose from the dead. And he gave birth to a whole new humanity. A humanity that doesn't see death and decay. Not a bad resume. I think you would struggle to find anyone who isn't impressed with the life of Jesus. For he truly was a remarkable person. And I don't think you would find anyone who would say that Jesus is not a very important person in the history of the world. But the New Testament doesn't say that Jesus is a very important person in the history of the world. The New Testament says that Jesus is the most important person in the history of the world by far. Paul says this again. And again and again in Colossians chapter 1 and verses 15 through to 20. You see, Christianity isn't just another way of being religious. It isn't just another way of working out how to be saved. It isn't another way of being holy. Christianity is all about Jesus. It's all about having a relationship with Jesus who is the most important person in the whole universe. And within this poem, this is probably one of the earliest Christian poems ever written. Paul is writing about 30 years after Jesus' resurrection and it's possible that he's quoting a much earlier poem. And this poem reveals to us why Jesus is the most important person in the universe. 
and why we celebrate His birth. It starts off in verse 15 by saying, The Son, that's Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. Now all humans are created in the image of God. In other words, all humans are meant to reflect the character of God to the rest of creation. All humans are meant to mediate God's rule and love and compassion to the rest of creation. But ever since the beginning, ever since Adam and Eve, we have turned our backs on God. We have done things our own way and we have failed to be the image of God, the very thing God created us to be. So in one sense, what Paul is saying here is that Jesus is the perfect human. Jesus truly reflects the image of God. So if you want to know how to be truly human, then look at Jesus. But Paul is saying more than that Jesus is just the perfect human, the perfect example of being a human. He actually is saying that Jesus shows us who God is. Paul doesn't say that Jesus is in the image of God, but Jesus is the image of God. God is invisible. He is a spirit. Yet, in Jesus, this invisible God becomes visible. He comes near us. And He becomes one of us. Now, we might be aware of God's presence. Many people and many religions have been aware that there is someone or something out there. A higher power. Many scientists and philosophers and many other people, when they've studied creation and reflected on nature, have had a glimpse of the divine. But when you look at Jesus, you see God Himself. You see the very image, the very reflection of God in Jesus. And that's why Paul writes in verse 19, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. That's how they used to speak about God's presence in the temple. They would say the glory, the presence of God would fill the temple. Now they're saying the fullness of God is dwelling in a human. In Jesus from Nazareth. Again, Paul says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, For in Christ, in Jesus, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. Jesus is God in the flesh. So if you've ever wondered who is God and what is God like, then look to Jesus. And the more 
we look at Jesus, the more we reflect on Jesus, the more we discover that our God is a God of selfless giving and love. God becomes a human for us. God suffers and dies for us because He loves us and He wants a relationship with us. Secondly, Paul says, again in verse 15, he says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now when Paul says he's the firstborn, that doesn't mean that Jesus was created. It doesn't mean that there was a time when Jesus didn't exist. For within Jewish thought, firstborn primarily means the most important. So in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 4, Israel is described as God's firstborn son. Israel isn't the first nation on the earth, but Israel is the most important nation. Again, in Psalm 89, it says that David is God's firstborn. And the very next line clarifies by saying that David is the most exalted, the most important of all the kings in the world. So when Paul writes that Jesus is the firstborn over all creation, he is simply saying that Jesus is the most important being in the whole universe. Why is Jesus the most important being in the whole universe? Paul continues in verse 16, for, this is the reason, for, in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Why is Jesus the firstborn? Why is Jesus the most important being in the universe? It's because He created everything. The whole universe came into existence through Him and for Him. Now that is a remarkable thing to be saying about a human, about a person that they knew, that they remembered. And it shows you how quickly the early Christians came to realize that Jesus was from all eternity the very agent, the very wisdom of God that God used to create the whole universe. And it's also quite an incredible and remarkable thing to say about nature, about creation. It's His idea. It's His workmanship. Whenever you are, whenever the, the, the awesome power and the beauty of nature takes your breath away, remember that it's like the way it is because Jesus made it like that. Now, of course, there's also a lot of evil and cruelty within the world that is summed up in death itself. But this was never God's intention. 
This was never God's original intention. But it's primarily a result of humans turning their backs on God, doing things their own way, following their own selfish desires and greeds. And the result is that the whole world is out of sync with God. And the consequence is cruelty, evil, and death. But now God has acted in Jesus to bring healing to the whole world. And thirdly, we read in verse 18, And He is the head of the body, the church. That means that Jesus is the source of the church. There would be no church if it was not for Jesus. And it also means that Jesus is the leader of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. It was through Jesus that God created the whole world, and now it's through that very same Jesus that God is bringing healing and restoration to the very same world. You see, Jesus was the firstborn over all creation. In other words, He created the whole universe. And now Jesus is the firstborn from among the dead. He is the one who brings about new creation. Jesus was the first to rise from the dead. And when He did that, He brought about the new creation. The new creation begun. And we can experience that new life, that new creation when we put our faith in Jesus. How exactly does Jesus bring this healing to the whole cosmos? How does Jesus bring about this new creation? We're told in verse 19 and 20. For God was pleased to have His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. We have made a mess of our lives. We have made a mess of the world. But God doesn't leave us in our mess. God doesn't wait for us. God takes the initiative and comes to us as a human, as the person of Jesus of Nazareth. And in order to reconcile Himself to us and the whole cosmos, in order to restore a right relationship with us, God dies for us. He takes our mess upon Himself. He takes our sin and our guilt upon Himself. He takes all cruelty and evil and death upon Himself. And on the cross, He deals with it. And then He rises from the dead and brings about a new creation. And He offers us forgiveness and peace and new life. So Jesus truly is 
the most important person in the history of the world by far. Because He is the very image of God. He is God in the flesh. He is the creator of the whole universe. Without Him, we would not have life. And He is the one who brings new creation, new life, peace and forgiveness. But the real question is, is Jesus the most important thing, the most important person in your life? I'm not asking if He is important to you. I'm asking, is He the most important person, the most important thing in your life? When I became a Christian, the most important thing in my life was surfing. I spent a lot of time going to various world wave ski surfing competitions and it kind of was my whole life. And so when I became a Christian, I was concerned. If Jesus is going to be the most important thing in my life, does that mean I have to give up surfing? And I wrestled with that for a long time. But to make Jesus Lord of your life doesn't mean you have to give up everything you enjoy and love. For Jesus created the whole world for us to enjoy it. And He takes great pleasure in seeing us enjoying His creation. And Jesus came and died and rose again in order to restore, redeem creation. To restore it and renew it so that we can enjoy it with Him. So making Jesus Lord of my life didn't mean I have to give up surfing. It meant that Jesus wanted to redeem my surfing. He wanted to make it new again. So I decided, I decided that I would surf for Jesus. And that had a profound effect on how I would go about my surfing. My, prim my primary goal was to please Him. My primary goal was to feel His pleasure at me enjoying his creation. So I made Jesus the most important thing in my surfing. And Jesus redeemed surfing form. And it's the same with everything in life. Jesus wants to redeem every area of your life so that in everything he might have supremacy. And it's the same with our relationships. Making Jesus the most important person in my life does not mean that I love Victoria less or I love Naomi less. Making Jesus the most important person in my life means that He has redeemed my relations and I have become a better husband and a better father. It means I love Victoria more and I love Naomi more. Jesus wants to redeem all our relationships so that in everything He 
might have supremacy. So is Jesus the most important thing, the most important person in your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son, that you came to us in the person of Jesus, the very person who created the whole universe, the very person who brings about new creation. God in the flesh. And Father, we acknowledge that He is the most important being in the universe. But Father, we confess that so often we live in a way that doesn't reflect that truth. So often in our world, we are the most important person in the universe. Father, won't you forgive us? And Father, won't you help us to reorientate our life, to get back into sync with you, to become whom you've created us to be, to enjoy all of life as you have intended us to. And we thank you that because of Jesus, we can. So Father, won't you now fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, Draw near to us, empower us, motivate us to become the people you have created us to be. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.